Assalamu alaikum. This is Moeen Sayyid, and you're listening to Rafi, a podcast dedicated to releasing chapters of a new book called Rafi, co-written by my friend Saad Afridi and myself, Moeen Sayyid. This is Rafi, chapter one. A crew of four marched out onto the station platform. The members briefly shuddered as their temperature sensors registered the brisk morning chill. Among them stood a lanky man of above-average height with hazy, dark brown eyes. He couldn't have looked any older than about 26. He stared out onto a platform with an uncertain gaze as he dropped a crate that sounded heavier than expected. Looking around at first briefly, he reached into his back pocket, grabbed a short, flathead screwdriver and plugged it into the edge of the crate, slowly prying it open. Ruffy, we don't have all damn day. Let's make this quick bellowed the team lead J.G. Miyazaki as he threw a graphene torsion bar from inside the Levrail car. Taken back at first, Ruffy all at once shook off his grogginess and forced off the top of the crate with the torsion bar like a cork, sending it flying a few meters. Ruffy dropped the bar to his feet and got on his knees to lift up what was in the crate. He reached both hands into the crate and felt a hard surface. He curled his finger around a handle and pulled out a device which looked like a revolver with a screen. It was a blade gun, a weapon used specifically by rescue units which were assigned to a unit prior to a mission and only functioned based on a biometric scan and between a certain period of time. It seems these blade guns were set to expire later this week. Ruffy lifted up the gun and slid his thumb across the handle looking directly into the screen. The screen read, Ruffy Johannes, 25, registered with expiry on May 4th, 2047, 12 p.m. It would now be locked to him until expiry. There were three more similar guns in the crate, separated by shock foam to prevent any unexpected catastrophes. As Ruffy continued to remove each one and carefully lay them out onto the platform, his three squad mates released a swarm of squat drones to scan the area they presently occupied as each one came and picked up a weapon and proceeded to unlock the device using their own imprint. They were here to scout the area for a missing KTR-15 bot, the units better known as cutter bots by the locals. They were used for basic utility servicing, electrical, sewage, mining, and general work previously done by blue-collar laborers. This particular unit had gone off the coded path variables and was unable to connect with the central OS leaving it in abandon. The cutter bots were known to go missing, often due to a bug in a recent update or a stray command that was misunderstood. Their team was often tasked to search and rescue these bots and provide maintenance work if necessary. Ruffy was a young new recruit in the Armed Forces component of FOTO, Federated Occidental Treaty Organization, an intergovernmental alliance of Western nations, and was enlisted as a specialist in branching technology. Having graduated at the top of his class from the Dempster Institute of Applied Sciences with a concentration in probabilistic engineering. Hey, we better get a move on. Frag storm coming in fast from the east, warned Vaso. Ruffy looked up at the darkening skies, his gaze fixated on the clouds of microparticles in the distance that now marauded what remained of the desolate barren lands. Ruffy, I'm not going to tell you again. 
Scout drones are picking up some electromagnetic signatures due east in zone 235 of the sector, sir. Ruffy yelled back. Miyazaki retorted. How many? Give me a full zone scan. Radio density too high to say, sir. Scan reporting presence in an AD-era building, possibly an old apartment complex or hotel. Following Miyazaki with Vaso closely behind, the group of three quickened their pace as they left their fourth member, Jana, behind to watch the drone scans and keep them informed. They marked a spot in the distance, a grassy patch of land, on a raised hill which would allow for a good visual scan of the surrounding area. Hey Miyazaki, said Ruffy from behind. Miyazaki slowed down to allow Ruffy to catch up. Where do you reckon this thing ran off to this time, said Ruffy. Miyazaki responded, Not really sure, kid, but I've done enough of these bot search and rescues that it's only a matter of time it turns up. Let's just find this bitch's all and get home. The group continued on quietly for some time, until a soft clicking sound came from behind as both Ruffy and Miyazaki turned around to see Vaso opening a blunt blade gun about the size of his hand. He tossed it from one side to the other, and gestured to the other that it might be time to get ready. Turning back around, the two followed suit. The three continued until they reach, finally reached their vantage point, and a moment later each of their watches signaled with a red 234. They were a zone away from the spotted signatures. Navigating the dense overgrowth of the old city had proven a challenge. It was made more difficult by claustrophobic streets. You see the only surviving traces of the stratified society of old. Ruffy had, for some time now, felt the hazy presence of an entity in the murky alleyways of the old city. His scanning equipment did not confirm this uncertainty, however, and so not wanting to invite ridicule from the guys, he kept his apprehension to himself. This is it, said Vassell, Zone 235. The men stood before a complex of four large buildings adjoined on their inner edges so as to form a deep courtyard in the center. Guys, drone visibility is dropping, switching to thermal, chattered the cons. As the dusty winds started to pick up the slow but steady advance that the men and in turn the storm of debris had been making towards each other reached its maximum. Keep them on us and tighten the perimeter, replied the lieutenant. The drones whirred closer around the three men, enclosing them on each side. Let's set up position inside. We don't want to get caught in this storm. Peel your skin right off. Those signatures originated from in there, said Vaso as he pointed to one of the four large buildings marked Tower B. Let's move, ordered Miyazaki. Ruffy pondered the question he had earlier posed to his lieutenant as the three men with their blade guns primed entered the tower. The doors had been taken clean off by what looked like some sort of explosion. Ruffy held up his blade gun in front of him and slid his finger across the metal surface. A beam of light shot out from near the handle as the built-in flashlight of the blade gun lit the surrounding area. As the other two proceeded to flip on their lights, a screeching sound appeared above them. Ruffy, you ready to launch? We could use a branch, said Miyazaki. Sir, I still need time to launch the distortion field. I'm currently gathering data. I won't be able to reproduce this accurately as I don't have enough information. Let's continue coming the area. Still too many variables for me to account. They immediately moved their lights in the direction of the sound from above only for it to fall on a bare wall. Ruffy signaled to a flight of stairs leading to the second floor and began to lead the group upstairs. Upon reaching the second floor and turning a corner, a clicking sound was heard back downstairs. Vaso signaled to the pair to hold. 
as he lifted his finger to his lips to signal the group to be quiet. Vasso leaned against the corner wall and peeked downstairs. A woman with dark brown hair, wearing a heavy neo-Kevlar vest with a crimson streak across her cheek, clenched a gun in her right hand. She had on grayish metallic footwear that locked into her bodysuit. She made a signal and behind her appeared a robotic canine unit that whirred itself, itself to life and it lit up the building with a bright light. Turning around, Vaso mouthed back to Miyazaki and Ruffy in silence. We got company. In that moment, Ruffy felt the full burden of not alerting his team of the sense that they were being shadowed earlier. Miyazaki motioned to an old bathroom on their floor down the hall. The men regrouped there with nimble silence. Scout team, the hell is going on? Why didn't our drones pick up on any heat signatures? Whispered Miyazaki over the comms. It's not drones. Our sensors are not picking her up either. Maybe something to do with that bodysuit, said Vaso. Oh, and she's got a canine unit with her, he added. Ruffy moved toward the door, and as he leaned out to get a clearer look into the hallway, he froze. Ruffy, what's wrong? asked Vaso, his voice barely audible. Ruffy slowly backed into the bathroom, and as he did, the blade gun drawn at his neck came into full view. You guys trying to wake up the whole neighborhood? The men stood in befuddlement as the woman slowly backed Ruffy into the bathroom. Instinctively, the lieutenant and Private Vasso drew their weapons. Who are you? Drop your weapon, commanded Miyazaki. What do you want, said Miyazaki to the woman. Nothing much. Just head back to where you came from, kiddo, she said as she eyed Ruffy. Ruffy maintained his composure as the gun held by the woman gently prodded his neck and touched his skin. Just then, a loud whirring sound came from downstairs and the sound of gunfire erupted. The woman drew back her weapon and ran down the hall towards a grinding canine unit which fired towards the door. The unit rushed towards the entrance and out into the street. The agent ran behind as she stormed down the stairs. Ruffy pushed open the bathroom door and rushed into the hall as the woman looked up at him. He aimed his blade gun at her and pulled the trigger to activate a headshot, but no sooner had he done so had the agent threw a small, rounded black piece of metal towards the bathroom door. His shot missed the woman as the rounded ball flew towards him. Ruffy yelled to his partners, Into the stall! He ran back into the bathroom as the door shut behind him. He heard the metal land just outside the door as he rushed towards the stalls at the end of the bathroom. Noticing Ruffy, Ruffy charging towards them, the lieutenant and Vaso leapt towards the stall as the piece of metal right outside the door exploded, causing a loud boom and catapulting the door open and swinging from its hinges. Ruffy lay on the ground with his ears ringing and began to cough from the smoke that filled the room. Miyazaki and Vaso brushed themselves off as they slowly regained their footing. End of chapter one. Thanks for listening, and please subscribe to stay up to date on future chapter updates. The next chapter will be upcoming in two weeks. Thanks for listening. Assalamu alaikum.